0: How hard did you push it? Till I black out? Yes. Numerous times, yes. What's happening, municipals This is Big C. And Ashton, what's happening, buddy?
1: Uh, things are good, man. I think we've been talking about this a little bit. I I talked to you a lot. I've texted you a lot. I saw you at the beginning of May, but I miss you. So it's good to, to get on and, and talk to you and uh, so that we'll get into later, but I get to see you relatively soon and get some good one-on-one time. So things are good. I mean, I guess, uh, to give you a little update, you know, let's see. Um, I secured a parking spot today, which, uh, People who are not familiar with San Francisco will not appreciate this, but after much looking around, I found a spot in a parking garage that's like halfway up my block. Uh, it was half the price of what it should cost because yeah, it's a team. Teen-
0: what, what what is the price even at half? Uh,
1: it was $285 a month. You got to
0: be goddamn shitting me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but here's the deal, though. The reason it was only $285 is because like the lady was even like, Dude, I'm pretty sure your car is not going to fit. I'm like, I think it's going to fit. She's like, it's not going to fit. Sure enough, it fits. So I asked her about the other spots in the unit. There's four other spots. $550 for a parking spot for a normal-sized car. Mine's only 285 So Whoa,
0: screw Realty. Buy parking. Like, well, that, here's the deal. that's worth more than Realty in San Francisco.
1: I asked her. The guy owns the building. He's a genius. He does it where, like, he does the rentals above – but then he also does the parking spots below, so he's making five fifty times four plus two eighty five. He's basically making three G's for the parking spots plus the rental units above. So I mean, that's what. But, but to be clear, I mean, like I've mentioned this in the past, the reason why I hate to practice. I know this sounds crazy for our non area listeners who don't live in the city. If like Mariners Point closes at ten p.m if I leave Mariners point at 10 PM and I get back to the city, it's like 10 30, 10 40. Nobody's moving their car. The last time I went and practiced down there at night, it took me an hour and 15 minutes to find a parking spot. It's not worth it. Like I am not going to go, I'm fine to drive the 25 minutes down there, but it, but a 90 minute practice session cannot take me north of three hours. So this is going to be a huge game changer because it's right there. So that's the big news in my life. Got a parking spot. I rolled my ankle last weekend but it's actually okay like I'm was going to play 36 with on Saturday but I'm just going to keep it to 18 cuz I got to not re-injure myself but yeah we're vibing we're, we're playing golf ankle's not messed up hit my new irons <laughs> that you got me How how are the irons going Mira boy uh- they feel amazing. The dispersion is amazing. The distances are a true who's to say situation. I can't tell if it's the Rapsodo, which I'm an idiot. It took me like 20 minutes out the Rapsodo. I did it the wrong direction. That was a tough scene. People were just staring at me at Vermeer's point. Um, but yeah, no, the biggest thing is we'll get the distances dialed in when I see you, but they feel amazing, and the dispersion is very tight, which was the whole goal of the new irons. Well, there was no goal because I was supposed to get new irons, but I had to do it after it was so good. Dispersion
0: so. was the biggest thing that we were trying to tackle, and that was with shafts, new irons, what, whatnot. But yeah, it's the one thing when you go get fitted. Yeah, you know you're getting fitted off of one club, so you, you're basically taking data points that you're you're making your best educated guess as a club fitter to like guess what the best line lofts are and. To be honest, everybody that that gets, you know, lies and lofts adjusted, some people play upright in their lower irons, eight through pitching wedge. Some people are flat in their long yeah. irons. Like, it actually happens. I, I That's why I do gapping sessions and stuff once people yeah. get their irons in. So once you get up here, before we go out and play the three rounds we're going to play – um, yeah. we're going to go ahead and make sure that we dial that in.
1: Yeah, but no, but, but, but for coming right out of the box they're they feel good. So yeah, looking at these mirrors, uh, got to hit a couple of my new rogues. So like I've hit the clubs, didn't fuck up my ankle, knock on wood, uh, got a parking spot. I think the biggest thing it means is like good golf days are ahead. Cause it means I can go actually practice with my new clubs. Um, so yeah, man, vi- vibing over here, but, I mean, look, I, what I shared, it's really exciting to have a parking spot, but when it comes to news, uh, <laughs> you, you, you're the news boy across, uh, across a lot of fronts here. So this might be a good opportunity to tell the people some of the things going on in your life because a parking spot's good, but it's not quite what you're talking about.
0: So... First, we'll start off with the smaller of the biggest news. Um, no, you
1: got to start with the fact that you invented a new kind of hot dog. Come on, you got to start there.
0: <laughs> Definitely didn't do that. The hot dog is perfect. You don't need to invent anything new. It's a perfect, perfect, easy grab and go snack. <laughs> Anyways,
1: you, you it, did struggle with what to call. You paused for like five seconds trying to describe a hot dog. Yes. So
0: we'll go with some easy. Some people call it sand, sandwich. So you know, it's a big debate if, if a hot dog Wait, is. Wait, is it a sandwich? Some people say it's not.
1: Well, I don't care what some people say. What do you say?
0: I mean, it's meat in, be- in between two buns. Well, it's technically one bun because it it's doesn't get split all the way through. So. I'm kind of Switzerland in that. I don't think it's anything. I think it's just a fucking hot dog.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. Is so, it a taco? It's like, no. No. no okay.
0: Not a taco. No,
1: not a sandwich. No, 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 my bad. No hot dog. You, you take over. This is this is your show.
0: So big, big news for us. Uh, me and the wife purchased our first home. That's the biggest news. So um, I am no longer in Portland we actually moved about 45 minutes south to Salem, which is the capital of Oregon. So unfortunately, Portland priced us out. It was, it, it's getting a little pricey up there, but um, we we landed in a great neighborhood, uh, really quiet, nice house, you know, three bedroom, two bath, nice little starter home for me and the wife. And then thank God that we went, uh, we went from a one bedroom apartment to three bedrooms because we're now going to be filling up a, one of those bedrooms with a little Chris. So we got, we just found out about a month ago that, um, and the reason I haven't announced it till now is because we want to make sure the baby's happy and healthy and same with the mama, my, my wife and, uh, yeah, ha- happy, healthy uh, mom and, and baby right now. And we're expecting November. So I'm pretty, pretty excited to be a dad.
1: Well, you said a little, Chris. Do you know the gender yet? And if you do, don't, you don't have to say it here. We don't know the gender I saying, yet. I was going to say, Chris could mean, boy, there are female Chrises. There's Chris it Everett. So I was saying, say, no matter what, it's baby C. It can be Christina, it can be Chrysanthemum, it can be. Charlie Hoffman, baby with the, if you name your kid baby Charlie Hoffman, I'm gonna come up there and beat Charlie. So so do I've
0: been really trying to slide in um golfers' names as the names for the baby, and my wife's not having it. She's figuring it out real quick.
1: What'd you um, pick?
0: I tried like Freddie. I tried Freddie because of Freddie couples. I was like, What do you what do you think about Fred Frederick? You know, try that's
1: that how I, I kind of love that. I,
0: so do I. But I also think Tron would be like, You're copying my son's name.
1: So, also, too, as much as I love you and your golf game, you have the opposite of a long, luxurious swing. So, (laughs) I think your golf swing, you're more of like a a polar bear attacking the golf ball. So, I think that it's like, you know, who knows? Your kid may have a wonderful kind of fluid swing, but if he's like, if he or she is like his his or her papa, uh, I don't think Freddie Couples is in the cards. No,
0: you you gotta have it. How about Bryson? Bryson? No. That that definitely didn't even cross Bryson
1: Reinhardt. Nope,
0: not From happening. Lil B. Lil B. I, I did say. I did say Jesper. She wasn't. She wasn't stoked for that name.
1: Well, because you said it wrong. It's Jesper. Jesper.
0: I I spelt it out. You can't out pronounce your own fucking
1: kids' name. I, you like. know
0: what? <laughs> um,
1: What's well, the real? I love you. You're also gonna misspell your kids' name. That's for most, sure. Most
0: likely. Um, <laughs> Sevi was out of the cards right of the way. She she wasn't that's... she wasn't about it. Eldric, I thought that was such a regal, regal name. Eldrick Reinhardt. So such a regal name. And she was not about that either. She wouldn't even let me do Tiger as a middle name. I don't even know what, what we're talking about here. I can't even do Tiger as a middle name. Are we serious?
1: <laughs> oh, man. We could just go super hipster. Like, uh, like 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 if it's a girl, we could do Charlie. Like there's Charlie Hall on the LPGA Tour be super hipster but god yeah please name your kid jesper that'd be wonderful Je- jesper like the, har- har- hard J. That's <laughs> hard the rj rj
0: that's, I, this out, is jesper. that's the non-swedish version of this it. is jesper reinhardt from salem oregon <laughs> oh man but yeah she wasn't, that's really wasn't exciting, feeling man. the golf names but yeah uh, i'm really excited to be a dad i mean it was it was a planned unplanned situation yeah so um it was kind of a happy surprise uh, to find it out and you know me and my wife are just so excited it couldn't have been perfect timing i mean we bought a house now we've got the space to have a kid and that was you're, always, you're, always, you're always baby my that,
1: that, that other apartment <laughs> <laughs> was not going to happen
0: no our baby would have been living in the bathroom yeah
1: <laughs> Well, the bathroom for context is like not actually but like it's all of, of Chris is like, you know, what do you have? You, you have the Kevin Durant's from like every colorway Like Chris, he's not a hoarder. He's a collector, but it's a collector who's like bordering on a hoarder. So there's not a lot of space for like BBC.
0: No, I mean, when it comes to sneakers alone, I, I've i got a couple hundred pairs, including golf shoes. And then <laughs> when it comes to golf clubs, I'm, I'm at like four full golf bags full of clubs that are like fifteen to 20 clubs a bag so it, 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 I don't get rid of stuff, but I'm a very organized hoarder, I would say um definitely a collector of sorts
1: there you go yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll rebrand it, but no, but really excited for you guys too. Like that's, and also to your point, like what, just what timing, like, like, like locking in all this stuff. And also too, I mean, you, you've shared about this in the past, but I think what's also really special is, um, you guys have just been, uh, you guys have been really patient, but I know how much you guys have been looking for stability, right? Like I only knew you obviously when you came to the Bay area, but you've shared your story about like you know, Portland Bay area, Portland Bay area, just like, like ping ponging around. And of course I was even like, joke. it's not funny, but like, you know, when you, <laughs> when you decided to buy the house, like you guys just can't fucking make it in a place for a year. Like, cause you were talking about like, maybe we'll break the lease. We don't know. And I'm just like, man, these, these two just cannot put down roots. And obviously I know you guys got married and haven't really been able to put down roots. And so being able to do that, um, and bring, uh, uh, a wonderful little kid into the world. It's it's going to be great. Like I'm just really happy for you guys because stability is important. Not that you guys have been unstable, but you guys just haven't been able to plant roots, and it's going to be a big game changer for y'all. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, getting married the week before COVID. Um, really, I
1: for- I, even though we're best friends, I mean, I, I forgot it was the week before COVID. Yeah,
0: literally, we got married the last last day of February, and then the world shut down March 8th, so it was like. It, it was difficult and, you know, both of us lost our jobs, all that. So it, it was a lot of figuring out life for the last yeah. two years. And now we finally, you know, both have jobs that we love and we enjoy where we're living. And yeah. we were able to afford, you know, a house in probably one of the worst housing markets
1: yeah, totally. in
0: in a long time. Um, And we kind of got right in before the bubble of, you know, all the inflated interest rates and everything so we feel really lucky where we're at and we feel like we now have roots so we can kind of grow with that and it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun journey you know yeah the wife has me mowing lawns and i'm acting like a superintendent out there you know it's it's a full-time job i just you know um fertilized reseeded you know doing doing the work on the lawn, so I'm gonna have the best Could lawn. Cut in the, the rough, Chris.
1: Cut the rough. Cut in like, the man. rough,
0: edge in the corners. Tight. Gonna Tight. I, I might even throw a bunker in the backyard. Who knows?
1: Then you can do your thing. you are like, God, it's not
0: sand. It'll, it'll oh, be. Not... It'll be a sand... sand. I can't hit the shot.
1: I can't hit fucking shot. It's it'll be sand. a
0: sandbox slash <laughs> bunker. Sandbox for the kid bunker for me. Yeah,
1: little C is like, what is going on? Like, why is Dad taking big chunks out? But Chris, the real question is, what is the? This I'm sure we're going to do a podcast on this at some point. But give me the quick and dirty because I don't. You've not talked to me about this. What is the golf scene in Salem like? Are you? Is it going to be a tough scene? Are you gonna have to drive. Like, what's the golf scene there?
0: It is. I, I'm still still got my got my feelers out there. So, Yeah,
1: you're I, super new. You're super new.
0: Super new to the area, but it from, you know, me being being the guy that creates maps of everywhere of all the public golf courses. I mean, I already knew kind of what was down here and it's not super super deep like it was in Portland or like it is in the Bay Area. Um it's there's there's like probably about 5 or 6 public courses in the area a little bit more blue collar um uh private courses that that kind of drum up most of the business out here but you've got santium which is like an rv resort slash golf course which is about 30 minutes from me but nothing's like right in my backyard like 15 minute drive that's probably the biggest thing that i'm i'm kind of bummed out about is unfortunately You know, it's McKay or uh, McNary is probably one of the other ones. And it's, it's an okay track. Um, And that's about 25 minutes from me. But the great thing is I'm about 30 minutes, 35 minutes from the Oregon state golf course, which I played today, Tristan tree, um, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal golf course great design. They just redesigned it about three years ago and changed up in the entire, you know, property took property from the ag program to build a couple holes off the back end in this like farmland. It's just a really, really wonderful facility that, you know, Oregon State utilizes, but then it's fully open to the public, which is awesome.
1: Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, no, and it sounds like I mean that's a place you've talked about a bunch. I, I think we should probably do because we we're talking about to talk about tonight. Why don't we hold off specifically on going deep into Tristan Tree? But why don't we do two things? Why don't we start off by talking a little bit about our trip, which I'm going to be coming up and seeing you. And then I know you recently played in a Northwest golf guys match at a new track. So we can highlight that. And that can kind of be the rundown for this week. So yeah. So for some context, I'm coming up to Portland, I guess, next Friday, next weekend. Um, it's Liz's brother's graduation from Oregon state. Uh, they are a house divided, uh, Liz and her sister, Kim, both went to Oregon, but Alex is a, Beaver, yep, is that right? Beaver, yes. So we're going. He's a beaver. Uh, so we're going down, uh, Friday and Friday going down to his graduation Saturday, just going to be hanging out in Portland, uh, during the week, might get out and play some golf, like some afternoon rounds, but, uh, I'm going to come hang out with Chris. And so Friday we're going to play Langdon farms with friend of the pod, Bradley sheets, uh, Saturday, we're going to play Tristan tree. And then Sunday we're finally going to get to play wildwood. Cause we were going to play there during our last trip and wildwood had just, um, had just punched, So not that you have to say anything, but I'm curious, obviously, Chris, you kind of picked those tracks. Like, is there anything you want to call out about why you wanted me to see those places in particular?
0: Mainly because they're they're all three pristine golf courses, always in good shape. That's the number one thing. Whenever you come, I want to show you the best of what we got to offer. Because um, you got the experience the muni of all munis in in Rose City. Uh, the first time you came up and played and blew your teeth out. Um, but
1: tooth. tooth just tooth
0: Sing, singular tooth. I um, got
1: to watch Bradley shoots What he shoot seventy four. That was a that was an impressive round.
0: yeah, he and I just played with Bradley at Langdon Farms actually, and he battled out his match play event and actually lost on the sixteenth or seventeenth hole. like he he battled. I mean, the guy he was playing with, Dude, I, I think he had 24, 25 putts in the round. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. This guy was blasting it all over the place and recovering for like every part. It was just absurd.
1: Man, if oh, it's crazy. If only I knew someone who played golf that way.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> I've always said I'm very Jordan spieth esque
1: you are you're I'm still calling you the duct tape boy although the thing that's crazy about speed is like now speed can't putt like last week I think they said whatever yes think last week he was number one and number one in strokes scans off the tee and was like awful putting it's like it's very weird It also just a reminder of how hard golf is right like this is a, a weird kind of se- like a tangential topic but you know I was watching the men's collegiate national championships and the kid, whatever his name is, something Sergeant, which you know, God, what a last name! But he wins the individual national championship. Sweet, right? Then he goes out the next day and gets his ass kicked in the match play, and it's like golf is so hard, right? He's the individual, ind- he, he is the national champion when it comes to men's golf, and then goes out there and gets his ass kicked in both of his matches. It's just, it's just crazy how how tough golf is. But yeah, no, but I'm excited for Langdon Farms. Langdon was on the list a, a few couple times, times ago. Yeah, yeah. It's just
0: Langdon can be expensive. So because we're playing at twilight on Thursday and Bradley's got us a Friday, up we're playing on Friday. Friday. <laughs> I don't know why you playing Thursday. Um <laughs> Friday. Um And Bradley is hooking us up with a discount through, he's a member this there. A,
1: it's like a farm card he said or something, yeah, right? It's called the
0: farm card. So we're getting a little, little break on it. So, Plus, Sweet. it's twilight, so it's cheaper rate anyways. So,
1: awesome.
0: That's gonna be worth it. We're we're gonna get out there around four thirty, and we should easily have enough time to get to get eighteen holes in. So, and then yeah. the next day, we're gonna drive down to Tristan Tree, and we're gonna play that course down to Oregon State. Because uh, why
1: is it called Tristan Tree? I actually that like don't some, know. It sounds like a weird person's name or something.
0: I don't know. Uh, at all the history of, of The name of the course um, I don't know why they don't Because there a tree
1: it... named Tristan somewhere out there And that's what they're like we're going to name it after this guy
0: they, To be honest like 11, 12 of the holes there's not A lot of trees it's wide <laughs> open You could blast
1: the shit out of the ball out there Because well, I, I picture it as Eastmoreland like, well, like in my head because it's called Tristan Tree I'm not like it's going to be like super tight Irons off the tees
0: Not even close It's an open ballpark So, I mean, you can kind of blast it everywhere. You're going to enjoy yourself out there. The greens are spectacular. Super fun to play. It actually reminded me of the course out in Stockton. Um, Spanos Park? Yes. Very much like Park. Like the green complexes, the way that the property is built, very much like Spanos Park.
1: Yeah, Spanish is great. It's just, as I've mentioned, it's 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 an hour and a half from everything. It's just too far away. <laughs>
0: so it's only a par 71, and it only huh. plays at 68 from the tips, like from huh. the actual tips. What I played from today was like 63.50, which is the one-ups. And But I will say, where they, they'll get you, and you actually probably won't have, have much trouble because you're pretty long, but they have two par 5s um separated with a par three in between on the back nine
1: Hmm.
0: and one from the tips is like almost 600 yards
1: whoa so they're not gettable
0: well from what where i played um it was 550 but still like 550 is deep i mean you're hitting if you can hit it 300 you're still left with a 250 shot into a Tiny, tiny green, like pebble beach size green. Wow. Like that sounds compelling. Really cool. And then right after that, you have a nice little par four. It, not a par three. I, I apologize. It's a par four that separates the fives. Um, really fun, gettable par four. And then uh, it gets to a beast of a par five with tight uh, you know, trees on left and right with a goalie that goes right down the bottom that leaves
1: Look you Like with... a speed slide?
0: It, not really. It's actually like a catch basin that actually creates trouble because hmm. it's rough in the goalie. And if you hit in there, you're either going to be on a downslope or an upslope because there's no, like, flattened area at the bottom. It just goes down and back up. So... I'm excited for you to see, see Tristan tree. And then we'll go into a deeper dive. Um, and we'll do, uh, we'll do an entire episode on the trip when Ashton comes up, but day after that, then we're going to play Wildwood, which is one of my absolute favorite courses in the Pacific Northwest. And one that I've really talked to Ashton a lot about, um, in, I mean, he's heard me endlessly talk about how great the course is. So I can't wait for right, any
1: madness, You know, that was a big thing last yep. summer. Everyone loved that you coordinated. So I feel like it's a big part of like culturally who we are as the municipals. And obviously for me, I just haven't even, I've seen it on like the knowing up video, but I'm excited. to know a place that you've spent a lot of time that means a lot to you. I'm excited to see it.
0: Yeah. And I'm hoping Ryan's around so you could meet him while, while we're out there too. So
1: yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Well, I can't wait. I mean, I've played, like I said, I've played, after our trip, I, I air quotes, had to play in a match against friend of the pod, Giles. Uh, I lost. He, I was hitting it all over the yard, but he also played really well. He deserved it. And I have not played golf since May 4th. And right now, as we record this, it's June 2nd. So, Basically, I haven't played in a month, so um, it's going to be crazy. And then one, this will be another pot. I don't think I've told you about this. So we have that. We have that weekend where we go golf Friday, golf Saturday, golf Sunday. and Then golf that next Monday, me, Jack, and Hussey are doing what we're calling the SF Solstice. We're playing uh, Lincoln at like six a.m. We're playing uh, uh, Presidio around lunchtime, and then Harding in the afternoon. So. I will have played golf once over six weeks and then I'm going to play six rounds in four days. So let's fucking go.
0: Yeah. Have, <laughs> have fun with, uh, with that. That's going to be a ridiculous day. Are you guys going to walk I'm, all three?
1: Well, I don't know. I like, actually don't know that I'll be able to simply because I think we land back into the Bay area at like 11 o'clock. So, I'm going to be going on almost like I'm going to go on a little sleep. Also, what I might say, and if Juan's listening, this, I'm sorry, I also might just skip Lincoln. Like, just, I mean, I mean, like, I, I'm not trying to drive by, shoot Lincoln. It's just like, if I've got to be, you know, if I'm going to be getting home at 1 a.m., I might just meet them at, at, at Presidio. Uh, again, sorry, Juan. I'm sure the greens are great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but even if that happens, that's five rounds and in, in, in three days, which will be great. So, I'm just excited. I mean, we've had, an amazing travel into Mexico. We've been to LA. We've been to essentially to Yosemite, but like, I've really, really missed golf. Like, and again, the funny thing was after our golf trip, I was like, I'm ready to put the six way for a bit. And now it's like been long enough where it's like, I'm getting twitchy. Like I'm getting seriously twitchy. Like I'm supposed to, like Jack tried to, you know, we're talking about playing 36 mm-hmm. and actually to text him. I just can't like with my ankle. I just think it's probably stupid to play 36 holes a week after I fucked up my ankle. It feels good. But I want to just, like, make sure it's healed so that I can actually do all this other stuff. So it'll be good. But, Chris, for now, tell me about – I don't even know the name of the course. You played in this match. Uh, So I guess for context, everybody, Northwest Golf Guys, Zach and the boys, shout out to them. They're doing match play both in the Northwest where you are and then, of course, in the Bay Area as well. So I even told you this to you, Chris. My first round matchup is against Zach Welsh. Zach, so he's gonna come out like later on this month. He's coming down for the event uh, at Metro. He's like, yeah, let's get our match in i like, I get, I have to face LeBron in the first round. Like, what did I do? Well, like, what did I do to deserve this? Uh, but Chris is doing it, obviously, up in the Northwest. So tell me about your. You know we'll kind of go through our usual stuff up the course, but tell me about your match, talk about who you played against. This is all new info for me, so fill me in.
0: Yeah, so um, I joined up Match Play out here in the Portland Portland Metro, and uh, I got paired up with my buddy David Maynard. Um, which is funny because I know him through the Portland RGC, and he's come out to like all of my Muni Madness events, and um, big supporter of the podcast, so it was. Kind of funny, Zach and Travis don't know that we know each other, so they they ended up just pairing us up randomly, and it, it was great to be able to get out with David. But in kudos to him, he played extremely well. I I felt very good about how it ended, even though I lost my match, which I got shit from Zach. He he emailed or text me and was like, I can't believe you lost your first match. I I'm actually really shocked you out of everybody that was in it was out the first round. And I just told him I was like, Hey, we just bought a house. We just found out we we're having a baby. Like I, I have not been practicing playing at all since the cookout. That was my first round since the cookout. And I probably have swung the club. 20 times at the shop prior to that. So I was extremely rusty and the driver was not there. That was my biggest issue. I could not hit the driver straight. I was blowing it all over the place, putting myself in really terrible positions and being duct tape boy and scrambling it. And which was crazy because I was down four in the first five holes. So I, I got myself into a hole real, real quick. By 11, I was only down one and then we tied it on the 14th, then he went up one and pretty much held on to that all the way until 18. I blew my drive left into like into this little basin area.
1: Left What's I mean, what's the deal with you and the polls, man? the your ball does not go to the left?
0: No, and I it, it was it was more of me just swing for the fences because I was like, it's match play. I had to make it make something happen. so i yeah. was I was trying to make something happen. Basically, I had to get hit it as far as I could. So at this course, mcNary McNary, where we played, which is in uh, Kaiser, which is just north of Salem. Um,
1: is it McNary Golf Club? Like, what's yeah, the actual name? McNary Golf yeah. Club.
0: And it, one thing, our boy Nick would hate this golf course because it houses. is lined by houses.
1: Oh, yeah, lined, Nick would hate that. which
0: I pegged. To, I pegged two roofs. While, while we were playing our our match, the crazy I was thing say, was
1: no wonder you were struggling because if you're hitting all over the ballpark at a fucking like OB house complex, like just fucking brutal.
0: Yeah, it just it it wasn't. It, it wasn't my day and not good. So it was down one and on the eighteen, blew it left, had enough space to to hit it over these trees over a creek onto the green, which has this like giant backstop. So I still had like 230, 240 out. And I hit this really high, like super high um, three wood. And it just clips the last branch that's hanging off the top of the tree. And it lands just on the other side of the creek on a down slope. Like it, I don't even know how the ball stayed there. It should have ended up in the creek. But I had about 30, 30 yards from there to hit on the green. I got it to within 10 feet, but David basically was he played it safe and hit a safe, you know, three wood, then hit another, you know, three wood, then hit on. And we both parred it. I scrambled to get a par. He hit a nice, you know, up and down to to make it safe and took it. So, you know, it it just wasn't my day. And I'm um, I'm stoked for David. I I hope he uh does well in the next round and in the entire tournament, but kinda sucks that I'm out of the match play in my first round.
1: Yeah, no, I feel yeah. I mean I I won my first match, but it was like uh I'm sorry, this is for the no laying up group, I should be more clear. The the no laying up guys that I'm a part of uh group, guys and girls, they, they do something similar and in that match I I won my match was just to get into the bracket but then I lost the Giles and um yeah it was it was tough because especially coming off of our match but I was feeling invigorated but to your point um I was hitting it all over the place with my driver at Harding which like if you're hitting your driver well at Harding you can shoot like Harding's just not that hard no. but if you're hitting it into the trees it's like borderline impossible like I was I had to pitch out on multiple holes and like in match play. If you're pitching out, you just you're you're and Giles is good. Like Giles is fucking good. Like the couple times there was some light, he like he made multiple putts like like from twenty like a good example is number eight. That kind of longer we were playing from the back, so kind of the longer par three. I think it was two oh seven to the flag hit this beautiful, I hit the best shot of that It's beautiful hybrid right in the middle of the green. Have like 15 feet. Giles blows it way right. Hits like a really bad chip and has like 40 feet. Makes the putt. Makes the par putt from 40 feet. And I like hit a good putt, but it doesn't go in. And I'm like, how did we, how did I, how did I not win that hole? You know? Uh, but match play, we've said this a bunch, but match play is the best. But talking about the course, Chris, and you know, I want to hear, like, go to kind of your usual list. Like, first of all, how is conditioning?
0: Yeah, so McNary conditioning was really good. Um, I, I thought the fairways were true. There wasn't, you know, any spotty areas. I, I did like how the groundskeepers uh, mow, mow it out where they have, it's a really nice cut thin fairway but then they probably have a good half an inch to an inch of rough straight off the fairway. So there's no second cut. It's just, you're in the fairway, which most of their fairways are pretty wide open. And then they penalize the shit out of you if you hit it into the rough, because it's deep. So, you know, I kind of, I kind of dig that because when a course is really easy or it's shorter, they have to find ways to make it a little bit harder on people and I think that's what they're doing out there, um, and I think they're doing it well. So, um, the green complexes pretty mundane. There, there wasn't any anything to to write home about. It, they're mostly flat, and I think that's what tricked me a little bit. Is I kept thinking I was seeing break in the in the putt, and it just would leave out left or leave out right depending on where I thought I saw the break. And it just, there was nothing. It was dead straight. So if I ever go out and play there again, just aim at the hole and go because I was, my pace was great. I was just leaving them left to right because I was hoping that there was going to be break. And there just wasn't, you know, they were a solid nine, 10 on the stint, you know, nothing that was too crazy. They weren't blasting all over the place. But just rolled true, not bumpy, didn't have a bunch of div, uh, ball marks, which is great because it's a public track, and there's not a lot of public tracks around that area, so it gets heavily played. And so it, the locals and the groundskeepers take care of the course, so that was really good to see. And the rate was great. Um, that was one important thing. I think we paid 54 bucks with a cart <laughs> per person. And, and I think that, and that was on a weekend that was on a Sunday morning. So, you know, really, really affordable, um, nice hot dog on the turn, solid dog, um, barbecue. What's your rating? What's your rating? Rating on it, a good 7.2, which is pretty high for me. If, if you go back yeah. and listen to any of our ratings, I rarely give any hot dog over an eight, It it was a seven point two. Only reason is lack of a good bun. It was okay. The barbecue, the char on it, primo, dug that. Didn't cut it in half. They got extra points for that. Um, Lack of condiments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. How dare they not have ketchup and relish?
0: They had ketchup and relish, but you know, I just you you'll get into the eights. Um, or approaching a nine, if you got a little bit of cheese, I just, I think that's just such a classy move. Just give me, give me a little bit of shredded cheese.
1: Well, especially too. Cause like where I can get behind your hot dog take is I think it's cause I have like childhood memories of like a grilled hot dog where it's like, there's grill marks on yep. the hot dog. And my dad used to also, he put the buns in aluminum foil on the grill as well. Those were good. Like I'll give you that those, those were good. And to your point, the cheese can like melt a little bit. Like, yeah. Okay. So close. So, you know, maybe if they're open to suggestions, we could get them into the pretty elite category when it comes to category. They're close. uh, They're
0: very close. Um, but the, the course layout itself, um, is really fun. Entertaining it. The the only thing is it's very spread out. You're going through. Five or so six times, yeah. I mean, you could walk it, but there's just a lot of walking in between holes. Five or six times, you're you're going into the actual neighborhood, crossing over streets, driving through uh, people's driveways. I really hate this. Yeah, it's just that's the thing that kind of sucks about it is... You know, there's a good 150 200 yards sometimes in between holes, and they've got these like painted little lanes that tell you where you got to go, and it's kind of
1: confusing if you. <laughs> it does not sound like you can walk this course. <laughs>
0: well, it's flat. I'll say that there's no undulation. You're not going to get tired based off of having to climb hills out there. Yeah. But it's but if
1: you're walking 300 yards. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: there's there's some. Um there's some distance between between holes on some of these areas and it happens many times. It's not like it happens once or twice. It's like, again, probably five times. Yeah. So that's, that's a little let down there, but again, there's just, there's a lack of options out here. Like there's Mallard Creek. You've got, um, another one called Cross Creek, which is, um, uh, out toward dallas which is west of of salem and then you've got dallas golf club as well which i i haven't checked out yet um but you know dallas golf club dallas golf club yeah it's it's in dallas oregon it's like west of salem
1: oh see i kind of wish you hadn't told me that because i just wish it would be being so happy it's like someone who just like loves jerry jones or something who's like we're gonna build dallas golf we're gonna build dallas golf club out here Big old star in the fairway. If you're vaccinated, you can't play here. No, 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 no. No shots here. No shots here. (laughs) But the one
0: cool thing I do love about living in Salem now is I'm a little bit closer to Bandon, a little bit closer to our boys at Coos Golf Club. Um, I'm only a couple hours from Bend, which is an incredible mecca for golf. Anybody that hasn't been to bend for golf you need to go because there is absurd amount of golf courses in bend like it's like it's like the myrtle beach of oregon if i could like explain how many golf courses per capita are mm-hmm. in the area it's well, why is that it, there's space um the, it's a big recreational area in the summer, it's very golf-heavy. In the winter, it's very skiing-heavy out there. You've got Mount yeah. Bachelor, which a lot of people go out there just for the skiing. Um, and it's also a big brewery town. So it, there's a lot of tourism that comes through Bend. And yeah. there's been a big influx of cash coming into Bend because they know they call it the COVID. New California.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so there's well, that. well, I know you're, com- I know you're competing in the uh, in a two ball event. There, you'll have to. I'm not, I'm not going, but you'll have to do a pod with with one or a couple of our buddies who are coming up to join you because that sounds like a wonderful time.
0: Yeah, the two ball event. Uh, I selfishly uh, teamed myself up without even asking him with our boy JD. Uh, if anybody knows, this guy is an absolute stick. He. I paired myself up against well, him to, for, and to, our boys. I
1: was, was going to say, he, he's the one who, was, who put Chris in a goddamn body bag in, yes. uh, at the cookout.
0: Now he is now on my team. So <sighs> so now I get to root for him instead of against him. But he he's an incredible player. So I, I wouldn't be surprised between the two of us if if we end up winning the two ball. I'm, I'm going to put it out there. It's going to be a tough game tough go for everybody else that's going to play against us
1: this is like if uh if if, if a sixth man of the year is somehow a team captain and is like you know what i'll I'll just take lebron yep i'll just take lebron it's fine i'll just take lebron to be clear you're better than a sixth man but jd's that good he's gonna listen and be like oh stop it it's like bro you shot 70 at fucking soul park shut the fuck up
0: 70 and he's only played five rounds prior to that this year
1: yeah, he's like re- rehabbing from knee surgery. He texted me a couple weeks before not to draft him. Like, okay, okay, yeah,
0: no. JD's <laughs> a great player, and I'm excited to have him. And then Bean Mace uh, mopped up the uh, the second best player with Pat. So it's Bean Mace and Pat as a the well, team. Well, they
1: were they were they, they were actually uh, teammates against me and Nick. So they're uh, they've already have some team camaraderie.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Bean got his. Uh, Got his handicap fixed.
1: Yeah. Oh, because he, he had the artificial. Uh, I was artificially capped, right?
0: For for some reason, no matter what was going on, what he was posting, it was keeping him at like a ten and a half. Which being, I love being
1: but like po- po- post surgery, there's no way.
0: That's the thing. He's just coming out of surgery and recovering from his car accident, so it was like, you know, he was putting up some high numbers, and now his his uh handicap is reflecting it which I think with with Pat and him you know with that combined handicap it could it could be a a tough uh grouping to to beat as well because one thing is with us JD gets to piggyback off of my handicap of a seven
1: so I see Chris I don't know that you should be saying any of this because if Zach is listening he's going to be like cool so like the scummy boys are coming into town and just going to – the scummy boys are ro- ro- rolling into town. Hey, we That's have how it legit sounds to handicaps. This is, this is
0: their setup. I'm just I'm just playing it off of how how they're doing the, the event. So not my fault yeah. that I'm picking a plus handicap with, with they, mine.
1: They, they also thought it was a good idea to have thick gabagool playing in a in a stroke play event at the world's hardest golf course earlier this year so you know it's a who's to say situation right
0: <laughs> yeah you never know and one thing i will say is me and none of us uh, have seen uh crooked ranch so it's gonna be the first no, time
1: that's, that's a cool name cool
0: name yeah I, I didn't even know about this course until i saw this two ball event posted And I was like, this is a great idea to get as many of the guys from the cookout to come up and experience Portland golf. So I'm excited. Some guys from California are coming up. Bend golf. Bend
1: golf, not Portland golf.
0: golf. My fault. Civic Northwest golf.
1: Yeah. Chris, one last thing, because we were talking a little bit about um, McNeary, is that what it was? Yeah. McNeary. Yeah. So a couple of things to round out before I get you out of here. So amenities, how are they? Sounds the like hot dog was good, but how are the actual amenities?
0: Amenities are your typical, um, typical golf course. I mean, you're you're going into the clubhouse. They're gonna have the same plastic tees everybody offers, or the mini bag of of bamboo natural colored tees. They're gonna have. You know, the minimal selection of foot joys. I love that you
1: fixated on the tees there.
0: You know, like you're in a generic yeah, you do. golf shop you do. if you've got the like, they don't three have, like strike... Western Birch or anything. No, no, you got the three stripe, you know, plastic tees or, you know, the little like Ziploc baggie of like 10 tees that you can buy for like $3. Um, your typical foot joy, you know, merch, yeah. it's just, Your generic stuff. The restaurant's really good. I I will give them mad props. They've got a great patio area. Um, Make a very strong, strong drink. Like, we ordered a couple whiskey and Cokes when we were playing. This lady, like, looks at us dead in the eye and just pouring. And we're like, oh, you're half glass right now with that whiskey. And then she goes, boop. Just just a little just a little dabble of Coke, and we're like, Whew, All right. Well, this is how the back nine is gonna go." So it, it they, they make some strong pours. So if you if you're about that, Love that, yeah, in in a cheap breakfast, that was the one thing I loved. They got there a little early, got some breakfast, and really really good. You know, I think like eleven dollars for you know bacon, eggs, hash browns, and toast. That's Very great. Good. So, and,
1: and how was the pace of play?
0: Pace of play was phenomenal. We finished in three and a half hours in a match Whoa. play event.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, it was just the like, two of well, us, and also
1: like on a Sunday at a place where there's not a lot of golf options. That surprises me.
0: Yeah, we we went out just the two of us. We didn't get paired up with anybody. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't get paired up with anybody. Love that. And there was no one in front of us, no one behind us, the entire the entire round. And I mean, we did play. I wouldn't say really early. We teed off at eight fifteen, so I mean, it wasn't. We weren't the first group off, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, three and a half hour match play, and we played all the way through eighteen. It's not like the match ended early. So yeah, yeah, it was great to play.
1: And we know we, we know my last question, and if you don't get this, we're just going to stop doing this podcast. What was your favorite hole?
0: Favorite hole? It's got to be eighteen. Eighteen is a super cool hole. Um, it, it's a long uh, par four that has a creek that runs right in front of the the green. About ten yards in front of the green, you have this. Sm- like is a dog leg left with a bit of a landing angle on the right-hand side. If you do hit it left, which I did, you're going to be in bone zone because they have these um, three, four really large trees on the left-hand side. And it's, it's a fairly easy hole if you play it correctly, but that's the thing. It, it, if you're trying to bomb and gouge it like I did, cause I was in match play, you're going to get in trouble. But if you play it right, it's great and it's a beautiful hole because where the hole finishes, they've got a they've got this you know backstop that runs along the back of the green that's all giant flower beds with a giant M made of flowers and it's really really pretty. It's like almost country club esque to have have that, and I thought that's kind of a very nice touch. Their their landscaping is immaculate, like. Outside of just the golf, like every hole had like a little bit, little hanging pot with flowers in it. It was just, you know, little added touches that made the course really cool. And then I would also say 10 is a cool hole because it's a really short par three that has this like, it it dips down in the middle with where the cart path kind of runs along, but they have two greens that they alternate between. So whatever day you play, they switch which green they're playing on so that they can keep the playing surfaces at as pristine level as they can. Because it is a really short par par three. So there's gonna be a lot of ball marks on there, you know, and so they rotate them just to make sure that they're keeping them fresh. And I think that's a
1: that's awesome.
0: Really cool design. Something you don't see at a lot of public courses. Very Japanese no, I mean, in that atmosphere in that aspect.
1: The only place that I can think of is I don't we haven't we haven't played there, but there's that whole the there's the I think it's a I think it's a par four Pacific Dunes where they they have the upper green and the lower green at Pack Dunes. Yeah, that's the only place I can think of. And again, haven't played there as we haven't seen it, but that's the only thing I can think of of like different greens. That's cool.
0: Yeah, it's very much like it's very much Japanese in that atmosphere. Like if you watch the Zozo, all the holes in Japan usually have multiple greens because they swap them.
1: I mean that's kind of a cool idea, or at least to do it once. You don't have to do it every time, but just to give a I little. I think on advice, it's a good idea.
0: Yeah. Because they're huh. the ones to get beat up the most.
1: Yeah, huh? We'll have to think more about that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I mean, so it sounds like it's not like it's not going to be your favorite course you ever played, but it sounds like, especially too. This is where you have to start thinking with you know with with baby C on the way. If you want to be the first person off and jam through, that sounds like a great option. Like it's going to be affordable, good breakfast, and you need to eat. It like cool, Maggie gave me two hours and forty five minutes. I can go jam through. It sounds like a pretty good option.
0: Yeah, and and the one thing um, outside of that, and that's one of the closest uh, courses to my to my house is there's a lot of courses on I five on the way down. So from work. So when I'm in summer, springtime, when there's extended hours, I have more sunlight. There's a lot of times that I'll be able to stop and get nine in on the way home from uh, from the fitting studio down to Salem. Because Langdon's right there off the freeway on my way home. You might need the farm card. Might need the farm card. Because if I'm going to stop there and play frequently, that's going to be kind of my jam. And then there's a few other courses on the way down that I'm uh, really excited to try out like there's a course called evergreen that i've been wanting to get out to it's like a nine hole course and so it's gonna be it's gonna be my goal to once a week branch out and play nine at a different course until i kind of tackle all the courses that are down i5
1: yeah then you can really learn what you like what really resonates with you and why yeah and again also different timing right where again this is probably like this isn't the first course you're gonna show me, but like if again if we need to like jam through, could be a good option. Yeah.
0: No, yeah. If you're down here staying at the house and we wanna get eighteen in, in a quick time frame, we'll go check out McNary.
1: Yeah. Well, Big C it's great to talk to you, man. I know we'll be talking before uh before I see you in person, but I'm glad that the uh, the countdown is on to some good golf in our future.
0: I'm excited. We got we got a good lineup. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun trip. Yeah. Well, perfect. You did a good night, okay? Hey, you too, buddy. Take care. Peace.